0: I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome one and all to episode 245 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And during this episode, we have a special interview with Mr. Samuel Nyman of the band Manimal. This interview was so cool for so many different reasons. I got great feedback from the people that watched it live. And then later, I had various people send me messages talking about how they enjoyed hearing different things from Samuel including the reality of what it's like being in a band in 2021, what that's like for a touring band, what that's like for a band trying to make any type of money. Uh, The band was supposed to release their newest album, Armageddon, on October 8th. But as we've discussed on this album, on this album, excuse me, on this podcast several times, is that the album release is delayed because of the vinyl release. Okay, they had a choice of either waiting till the vinyl was available or doing a skilled release like Fear Factory has done, like so many other bands have done. Uh, They've released, for example, Fear Factory released uh, Aggression Continuum in July And the vinyl didn't come out until late August, so it came out over a month later, which isn't too bad. But look at what Manimal was up against. It would have been October, the beginning of October, for the digital and CD release. And then they would have released the album. You know, They would have released the vinyl then in December. So it's like two months later. So I get it. They want to make sure that it's all released at the same time so as to not kind of screw with the fans, basically, and now maybe I'm saying too much because I do want you guys to check out the interview it was It was a lot of fun to discuss, and this is a band that I heard the the first single off of the upcoming album, and I thought to myself i'm like wow i need to I need to interview these guys. I really enjoyed." each single that I've heard off of the album. You can find them all on streaming services right now. So I do recommend that you do go out and either on Spotify or Apple Music, check out the four tracks that they have released beforehand. I've listened to the entire album, and it sounds great. Uh, There are a lot of people that have said that this is the album of the year in their opinion. So, you know, for a lot of people that think that no good releases come out in December that after November it's just greatest hits and live albums and reissues and stuff like that but they're going to give you a reason to buy something new in December I don't think that if you're if you're into what they what they're offering I don't think that it's something that uh you should pass up and and look we talk about this during the interview because they're accused of being unoriginal, but man, at the end of the day, if someone's music moves you, seriously, after Chuck Berry, has anyone been original? (laughs) You know, people are just regurgitating the same chords and the same things over and over again. Provided that it entertains you, does it matter if it's got a million notes? Does it matter if there's all these other things to prove that they're the best ever? No. If it allows you to disconnect from your job, from a crap day, it's done its job. Okay. It's done what it set out to do. If it's got you headbanging in your car, in your house, while you're out for a walk, it's accomplished what the artist has set out to do. Does it really need to be much more than that? You know, does it need to be some artistic piece or or whatever, you know, I don't know I people just get too anal at times with, with overanalyzing things. But anyway, uh, the interview will be coming up in roughly five minutes at the 10 minute mark. So if you do want to skip ahead, feel free to do so today because we will have another episode coming out on Friday with Drew Fortier. Uh, there is no patrons pick. But I do want to send a shout-out to my patrons regardless because they are my number one supporters. Uh, These are the people that show up for most of my live streams, so I do need to send a shout-out to them, and that is Twisted Steve Hoker, the Hokinator, Jeremy in the UK, Mr. Patrons Pick Himself. Mike Jones, our Mike Jones, not the one that John Bush knows. Yarg Metals, Brad Dahl, Talking Metals, Mark Striegel, The Metal Dentist, Gabriel Ruiz, Chris from the Chris and Amanda Show, Chris Vaglio, Jose up in Connecticut, we have Jerry from Long Island, Metal Dan, who joined me along with Brad on Tuesday. We'll get to that in a second. Rob Rowe from the Rock and Roll Podcast and The Metal Chef, Little by little, he keeps telling us, well, I cooked for this band and I cooked for that band and and all this kind of stuff. So me saying that he's the metal chef isn't that much of an exaggeration. So that's Johan up in Sweden. So I want to thank all you guys for being supporters. I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, and I thank you guys for listening to this episode. If this is the first time that you're listening to the podcast, anything that you can do to like reshare this episode. Let the artists know, hey, let Samuel know, I loved your interview on the Mars Attacks podcast or I saw your interview on the Signals from Mars live stream. I loved it. That just reinforces what I do. It makes people think, hey, you know what? It's worthwhile to have my artists on this show. So anything you guys can do to share the episode, Means the world to me. And believe me, I say this all the time. I appreciate each and every one of you. Because I know you can be listening to a million other things, but you decide to spend the next few minutes with me and listening to this episode and this interview. So just a bunch of other things that I want to run down real quick. Quick. Excuse me. I mentioned the interview with True Fourier. That should be out on Friday. On Monday, there will be an interview with Gary Shea released from Alcatraz. That was recorded this past Monday. And this Friday, if you want to join us, we have Ron Scalzo and Chris Penny from the band Return to Earth live on the Signals from Mars live stream. That goes down 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. in the UK, midnight Saturday for those of you in Europe, and you can send questions to Mr. Scalzo and Mr. Penny while we are live. I am good about asking those questions for you folks. So if you want to check that interview out live, just go to marsattacksradio.com and go to the um, the any of the social media links at the top which will guide you to one of 14 platforms where the show is available. And if you want to see where the show is available outside from this, just go to the subscribe tab all the way at the top. It'll show you how to follow the audio or video version of the site. Plus, there's a link to the new Mars Attacks radio show, which I've put the first episode out on Anchor. Episode number two will be recorded tomorrow with tracks picked from my patrons. So again, another perk for Patreon, if you were kind of on the fence about that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have a patrons pick episode once a month so that, hey, more bang for your buck if you become a patron. So that will be out shortly. I'm going to record it tomorrow. Hopefully they approve it before the weekend or if not early next week. The other thing too is this past Tuesday, I debuted. Trivia Tuesday on Twitter. So that's something else that you can do, which is where I throw trivia questions out there and you win points based on answering the questions correctly and answering them first. The quicker you answer, the higher the score. Anyway, thank you for checking in and I'm going to leave you with the episode with Samuel Nyman. See ya. Welcome everyone to a special Wednesday edition of the Signals from Mars live stream, brought to you by Mars Attacks podcast and VMRIT web design and audio editing. Joining me tonight is Mr. Samuel Nyman of Manimal. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for having me on the
1: show. What an awesome intro that was. <laughs> really awesome. heavy, what,
0: what was that? that? That's something that, uh, that I wrote actually. Ah, cool! Well done. Yeah, well, I, about a year ago, Spotify started kicking podcasts off that were playing music that belonged to bands. Uh, so I said, "All right, no one's going to kick me off for my own music. I've got these <laughs> demos lying around for I don't know how long, so I'll just use that." So that's way to
1: go. Way to, I was walking. I was I was standing here digging uh, all the way.
0: <laughs> that's cool. So. John Bush from Anthrax at the same or not. Well, he used to be an Anthrax from Armored Saint said the same thing to me about three weeks ago. So it is, uh, you got something there. It's an awesome compliment. So, um, I've been wanting to interview you for the last, um, few months now I've been posting videos off of the upcoming album Armageddon on my Patreon page and it's been getting a great reaction from the people in that group. So when I saw I had the opportunity to interview, to interview you, I said, I got to jump at it. So. Cool. And here we are. And here we are. Yes. So, um, a cool thing that I saw in your bio for the album was how it lists right off the bat. You know, you guys are into priest, you guys are into Queensryche. King Diamond, stuff like that. There's so many bands that you'll say, hey, you know, I hear some of this in your music. And the first thing they'll tell you is, no, 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 we don't sound like that band. We sound like us. So to me, it was cool to read that you guys have no problem whatsoever talking about your influences.
1: No, not at all. It, it would be ridiculous to to uh, not uh, not talk about it because, yeah, you know, we we can't, we can't deny... That we are heavily influenced of uh, some of those bands and, and some others. Right. So yeah, and, and you know uh, we take what we hear and and we try to to make something uh, that sound manimal out of it, you know, and and just make music that we love to listen to ourselves. And that's basically it, you know, making music that you love to listen to yourself. And right. and it, what you hear on our albums is is, is our uh, is is our presentation of, of how we think that metal music should sound like? You know, um, yeah. So so it's it's not nothing. We 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 are ashamed of anything. You know, it's it's uh, it's the way that we work. And and as long as we love the music ourselves, you know, then uh, sure. Uh, if it happens to to sound like uh, Priest or King Diamond or Queen's strike whatever, you know, it's <laughs> it's fine. It's okay with us. Uh, we, never, we have never set out to, to, to be uh, inventors of something new, you know. Uh, we're brought up in, in, in the 70s and 80s uh, with, with the music that came along those decades, you know. Uh, and that's what we're inspired of. And, and, uh, and that's uh, what's influencing us when we, we make our music.
0: Cool. And obviously, if you listen to Armageddon, once it does come out, um, your voice changes from song to song. So it isn't as if you sound like one of the vocalists that we just mentioned from the bands, whether it's Rob Halford, whether it's King Diamond, whether it's Jeff Tate. You kind of have a mix of everything. And depending on what song you're working on, you change your voice to make it fit that song uh how long did it take for you to develop your vocal style uh
1: well probably ever since i started to to, to sing and and i started off trying to to imitate uh, those singers that i listened to and, and admired back then then it was uh, singers like uh, uh michael kiske of of halloween uh it was a lot Rob Halford, obviously, from Judas Priest, and, and Jeff Tate as well, from Queensryche. Uh, yeah, and I listened to those guys, and I tried to copy what they did. Uh, obviously, since we are all different, all humans, you know, right. my anatomy is not the same as, as uh, Rob Halford's and, and vice versa. So, so, obviously, you can't copy it uh, exactly and and you find your own way of of doing what they do and and so i would say that my voice is a mixture of all these great singers which i have tried to to copy uh, from the beginning and and through the years as as the years passed uh, i i started to to find my own way through all this you know and and find my own style even though you you can uh, it's very obvious which which uh, which singers I I have uh, tried to to imitate uh, uh, along the way, but um, yeah. So so I think it it's my, my my development has been ever since day one, and and I think I I still develop because I when I listen to to previous albums, you know, you, you can hear a. a uh, that's yeah. It's 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 an ongoing process, you know, uh, and um, and I hope that will be the 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 same thing. Uh, if you ask me, ten years from now, that uh, I will not uh, settle on uh, being, uh, you know, uh, what do you say to stop in my development. I hope that will right. keep on developing. Um, and obviously, also as you get older, your vocal cords they they change slightly and so therefore you have to adapt and, and stuff um so so i will probably not sound exactly the same in 10 years you know and uh <laughs> so Th-
0: that was actually one of my questions is do you ever listen to some of these songs and think am i going to be able to sing these songs in 10 years and uh, no
1: no not that not like that i i could s- listen to maybe the first album and i i could sometimes think that oh i would have done much better today and i would have done it maybe different today if i had recorded the the song once again but mm-hmm. but uh, so far uh i haven't uh, had any problems on 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 doing these songs uh live obviously i wouldn't uh, be able to, to do them all in in one row but but, but Uh, you know uh but there will probably come a day uh i think i will walk the same path as as uh, the great rob halford has done uh you know you lose the high pitch some of the high pitch and you have to compensate for that and find other ways but i'm fine with that you know it's 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 uh, it's the way life is you know um since uh maybe if if you you have uh, such a great singing technique like dio had you know it's no problem to sing when when you're 60 or 70 but but um yeah. uh, since uh, i have a bit of lack of of uh, singing technique i'm i'm singing more on 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 what you say uh on will than on technique you know um and and uh, but if you do that, the, the backside of that is is that you often lose a lot when you get older. But I'm not there yet, so so I will keep on rocking for a couple of years more <laughs> before I uh, consider settle down.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay. What do you do to keep your voice in shape? Do you do any type of exercising or anything like that? Or I, Yeah, I should probably do that. Uh well, <laughs> when,
1: when we are on tour, I I try to to um yeah. I wouldn't say I, I, I I'm not trying to to not use my voice, but but I I try to drink a lot of water, I would say, because okay. i um, uh, Henning Basse um, was the former singer of, of Metallium. Uh, he, okay. he, we were on tour with Firewind when he was a the singer there. And uh, I asked him, because he's also a vocal coach, I asked him, if, if you would give me one tip, what, what could I do to, to preserve my voice during a tour? And he said that keep hydrated. That's the number one thing. And that's the reason why you, uh, your voice isn't that good the day after a party you know when you've mm-hmm. been drinking a lot because then you're dehydrated and and uh you need to to hydrate again so so i, I drink a lot of water and i go to the bathroom uh a lot because <laughs> you know the water needs to come out also so uh but i it's, uh, no vocal, vocal practicing and stuff has not um it's not never been a part of it. Practicing music in general has never been a, a, a part of, of of my life. I know that Henrik, a guitarist. You know, he he turns fifty next year, and and he still plays the guitar at least an hour a day. You know, and in back in the days, he was playing several hours a day. So, but I, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not like that. Uh, I've never found it uh, amusing or or, or relaxing just to 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 practice uh and and uh you know but of course i i sing a lot you know it, like everybody else in the car in the shower you know right. and and i guess so i guess that is sort of 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 training and ma- maintaining um your voice and uh, but not not special um uh, what do you say uh special um training exercise. uh, exercises thank you uh or stuff like that Um uh, but probably it would would do me good but but i don't know any and i never done it before so so um yeah so i i guess i'm lucky so far that i have uh, managed to to keep my voice in pretty okay shape <laughs>
0: when you prepare to sing do you I've, I've heard other singers tell me well i listen to this album and i sing along to it uh, are there any specific albums that you sing along to to prepare to go on tour or to prepare to go into the studio no i guess i just sing to, i listen to
1: and, and and sing along to to things that i i, I like you know um it's been during the years, it's been a lot of um, German power metal, Halloween, Gamma Ray, uh, but uh, yeah, also Priest and and uh, um, I discovered um, just a couple of years ago, I discovered a Norwegian band called Leprous uh, playing prog metal music. Uh, awesome band uh, sometimes they lose me because they get too proggy but mm-hmm. but uh, in, in um, when they are more mainstream uh, i think they are brilliant and and so so it's 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 what i got in my playlist for the day you know um and often things i like to listen to are things that i uh, can sing along to you know um so um yeah so but but no 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 sp- specific album or song No, i I tried to do some some just some uh, uh, warm-up exercises uh, that i've learned but but uh, nothing more nothing less
0: okay um i read in the bio that henrik writes the bulk of the band's music and um you basically tried to mold your voice based on what he's writing. Um, Is there anything different that you tried on Armageddon based on his writing that you hadn't done in the past? Uh, Well, yeah,
1: I I experimented more with with different ways of singing, uh, since since many of the songs are very, very different from each other, you know, with the the mood and and the feeling. so i have experimented a lot with different ways of singing this one um and and also you know it's 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 both for for me myself uh so i keep on feeling inspired if, if i would sing in high pitch on every single song i would probably get bored myself and i think the listeners would be get bored because you know it it's it's much more effective if you get that particular song with just high pitch and and or if you just just use uh, um the high pitch on on some parts uh, so therefore i, I yeah i try to to use uh, my 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 chest voice and and uh, also there is uh, a song with the elements of of rap in it on this one the, that is a completely new uh, thing um I would uh, when I came up with the idea with the rap uh, part, I never thought that Henrik would buy it, you know, because he yeah <laughs> he's very old school when it comes to to metal music is not about rap. Um, but but I tried. It. I thought it, when I recorded it, I thought it sounded pretty cool, you know, and I presented it to him, and I I was prepared for for him to say no way, right. this is not uh, going to be recorded on my album. But but actually he liked it and thought yeah, yeah I think it's pretty cool let's 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 try it um and and also I tried for the first time um previous albums um our bass player Kenny he has been doing some growls on some parts of the songs uh, I tried to to join him on this album so I think almost each growl part you hear uh is Kenny and me together mm-hmm. uh but i will not do it live because i don't have the technique for it because afterwards my my voice is complete completely wrecked you know um, right. but it was funny to do it you you can do it in a studio and on on an album and it was it was cool to to mix our voices together you know but uh, i had to learn how to do it properly before i can do it because i will i would damage my voice for for life if if i'm uh, <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think I think I lost your question along the way here.
0: Uh, no, that's that that that's actually perfect. I asked if uh, there was anything that uh, when you listened to what Henrik had written, it pushed you to go in a certain way with your vocals.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it it, it all depends on the song, you know. Um, and and uh, sometimes Henrik has his own ideas how he wants me to sing it. Um, but often I, I get uh, free hands to 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 do whatever I feel like, you know, uh, within the frames of of uh, harmonies that he might have been written uh, and stuff. But but um, yeah, so so it it you know you listen to to the riff and and the song and and maybe a guideline for the for the harmonies and and uh, and, and I try different yeah different moods and feelings and 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 ways of singing it so uh, yeah it all depends on the song yeah
0: okay and you just mentioned the growls and the rap part that you did uh, on the album did you go into the album thinking you know i want to try this to see if it'll work is there anything that you uh, wanted to try on armageddon that you hadn't done in the past for example like those two things that you mentioned uh, no, not
1: exactly. It was it was more like on 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 the song that we used the rap part. I think it's "Path to the Unknown." Uh, I think the song, um, and and it, it was we were missing a part in the song. We, okay. we yeah. So so and and as I was sitting in my home studio thinking, hey, what what could we do here to 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 fill this part because we needed something to 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 have a break from 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 the rest of the song you know something completely different uh, and i don't know how i came up with it i guess it was uh uh while listening to i was looping the rhythm and the riff you know uh and and yeah it, it just came to me and i i i thought uh, hey why why don't we try some 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 rap and and i my idea what what i heard in my head uh was uh more rap like, you know, rage against the machine, right. um, raised fist, you know, more more desperate uh, rap, more than more than uh, uh, modern hip hop, you know, it right, was right. Mo- more more like that. What I had in my head uh, when when I, when I um, got the idea. So, uh, but but there was no uh, no idea we had from from the very beginning. Uh, we sometimes we have ideas. Of that we we want to make we want to make a, a fast song now or we want to make a heavy song or you know ideas like that but but uh, particular parts of the songs uh, we often don't have those ideas before we start writing the actual songs uh, it 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 depends on 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 what the song needs you know um, if it needs something uh, something heavy or or up tempo or whatever you know uh so it just came to me and the same goes for uh the chorus for Chains of Fury mm-hmm. um, uh i don't know if if you if you listen very closely you can hear there is a humming uh choir um and uh that came to me it, I, I felt like the, the the chorus was was great but it 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 was was missing something you know right. mm-hmm. um that little something and I don't know how I came up with with, with it, but I, I tested out some different things, and and uh, suddenly, uh, yeah, I did this silly humming choir, which I thought when I doubled my voice several times, I thought it sounds a bit like, um, uh, what what should I say, uh, uh, uh um. Like from a, from an old movie with with uh, prisoners building the railroad, you know, with the singing and yeah. Uh, yep. it, uh, for for those people who haven't heard the song and don't know, it it goes like this: Hum. and it goes like that over and over again. And it's it's very effectful because it only comes in during the chorus and and it lifts the chorus and it it it, it gives a certain feeling to the chorus, which it, yeah. It, it does the whole thing, like Henrik said that when I presented it to him, and I said, "Yeah, this is this was the missing part for the chorus." Yeah, so, but but that was no idea from the beginning either. It's just you know we 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 need something to to have have the uh, chorus uh, to lift the chorus, right. and and that was the thing, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, it often comes to us in in the moment when you're sitting there and and trying to to come up with something. And uh, yeah, seldom is it uh, uh, something planned from from the very beginning.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And the pandemic for a lot of bands seems like it's been a time where bands have written some of their best material because they've had time to sit down uh, and write great material. And at the same time, sonically record the band at their best. Uh, do you feel that Manimal was able to do the same thing during the pandemic because you didn't have to go out and tour and you didn't have to go out and do certain things and were able to focus a little bit more on the music? Uh, we were actually pretty fortunate because
1: it was this was all according to the plan. We 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 didn't have much plan for for uh 2020 um the i the whole idea was to 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 write a new album and record it so uh yeah sure we had two uh festival shows which we had to to um we which we had to to um delay on until this year and then they were delayed until till uh next year mm-hmm. um and uh, but but so 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 the whole idea was to record an album during the the pandemic even though we didn't know by then it was going to be a pandemic but so 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 we were pretty fortunate we weren't among those artists who had to cancel tours or or stop tours uh, in the middle of them um mm-hmm. but i don't know maybe you know maybe it it was Since I I think this is our best album to date, uh, I really do think so. Uh, uh, But if that depends on on the pandemic and the the whole situation, I don't know, but but maybe. Uh, I don't know, but
0: uh, yeah, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the album was supposed to come out earlier this year, and it's coming out in December now, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we were supposed to be released uh, October 8th. Um so we just passed that date. Uh but um due to the um lack of of raw material for 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 vinyl, the vinyl material mm-hmm. uh the vinyls wasn't uh going to to be, be ready for 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 the release. So we had a discussion with the label whether we had two alternatives either to to just push the vinyl release uh, until later uh, mm-hmm. and and release um, the album on, on CD and and digital uh, yeah streaming platforms and stuff uh, uh or delay the whole release uh and it it was a tough decision you know because you you don't want to make people disappointed people who have, have been waiting uh, right. at the same time it felt it didn't it didn't feel right to 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 release all formats at the same time Uh, so we we took the decision um, together with with the label uh, that we will postpone the whole release until uh, december 3rd Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, as a small compensation for for the fans uh, who have been waiting and and who had to wait another two months um, we we are putting out an extra single from the album uh, which is chains of fury um and uh, it's released i don't know uh it will be released uh on on um uh what is it now october october 22nd that is yeah okay, yeah
0: so it's friday
1: yeah friday so uh, along with a, a lyric video so it's a it's a small compensation for those who, who are disappointed um but uh, yeah I don't know, we, we, we thought we t- took the right decision there, uh, right or wrong. I don't know. I know that some labels and some artists, they are doing it um, different, um, mm-hmm. only pushing uh, the vinyls forward. And, and all this happened even though um, our label was completely um, uh, they knew that, that there was a problem with the, the delivery dates and delivery times for vinyl and mm-hmm. so they they kept saying to us that we need to to keep the the deadlines for for when when we have to de- deliver the master uh mm-hmm. because uh we need to order the vinyls right away and i think they order it maybe in may or something april right. may you know so and and even though they order it so so many months ago you know it it still wasn't able they weren't able to get them uh, before um, October eight, so um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 life, you know. It's uh, it's nothing. Um, uh, it's it's nothing spectacular or something. Uh, but but it, yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, it yeah, was.
1: They... It wasn't uh, uh, according to the plan. It wasn't according <laughs> to the plan.
0: Yeah, this is actually a, a frequent discussion that we've had on the show because of the delays with the vinyl. Uh, It's interesting that you guys decided to push it back, because like you said, a lot of bands have pushed out the digital and the CD first and then had people wait. And I think you guys were lucky with only being two months, because I'm seeing bands now that the vinyl isn't going to be released until spring of next year. So they're releasing the music now. Um, we haven't
1: we haven't uh we haven't received the uh, vinyls yet we haven't seen them yet so so maybe we should uh we we uh, should uh hold our horses uh right, right? but they, they they promised us now the uh, our labels the supplier the promised they they will send it uh from them in in i think in um early november or something and then you have some delivery times uh shipping mm-hmm. and, and stuff you know so so we thought that uh, december 3rd should be uh should be a reasonable date to to um, to have them but who knows who knows yeah i know it's it's crazy um it's crazy yeah, we, right
0: now we talked to um the head of a, a label a few months back and there we've heard rumors over the months hmm. why the delays took place, but a lot of it, uh, he explained to us, um, and actually, one of my listeners brought it up, um, happened due to the um uh, the boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal, hmm. because a lot of the material to make vinyl comes from that part of the world, and all the weeks that that ship was stuck there prevented, you know, the factories that were making the vinyl to actually be able to start to, to print vinyl. And then, you know, that, that started the backlog and then they finally got the material. And now what few plants are out there to make the, the, the vinyl itself, they don't have enough people and hours available to, to catch up with all the demands. So it's crazy.
1: yeah i know to try avoid situations like this i know that a couple years ago our our record label they had like a few suppliers of of when it comes to pressing plants of of uh, both uh, lps and cds and stuff Mm -hmm. you know but now they have a whole network of suppliers because they don't want to be depending on only one uh, supplier because there were a lot of more a uh, lot more often there were delays in in their releases uh, a couple of years ago, but but it has gotten better. But now with with the pandemic, it it all uh, all hell broke broke loose. Yes,
0: yeah, like a perfect storm. So many different yeah. things cleaned up to to affect it. Um, the band is from Gothenburg, which is known for bands like In Flames and The Haunted and things like that obviously also ace of base and and things like this as well but um manimal isn't either one of those things has there ever been any type of pushback from the you know from the fans or from the metal fans in Gothenburg because you don't fit a specific mold no
1: i i wouldn't say so um if there is any criticism regarding the band and and our music, it's, it's, it's that people, some people think we lack uh, originality, you know, Uh, but fine. That's okay with us because yeah, if if you want something, if you want something that, that is, uh, uh, yeah, you know, inventing uh, the genre or yeah, look further because we aren't that bad. we we are we are trying to to what do you say um refine i don't know if that's the right word but but uh, yeah we, we take something that's that is existing and we try to to do it our way and I try to do it uh maybe even better than it, it was done before i don't know um so no but it's i think it's it's the, the the scene in in uh, in Gothenburg, I think it's it's people are very supported and and, and helping each other out. You know, we, we a lot of people know each other mm-hmm. and and uh, been playing the same bands, been had been having rehearsal studios in in the same area. You know, and and going to the same schools and classes and stuff. So I think yeah, I think we have never stumbled on on uh, anyone or or that's not been happy for us or 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 anything like that so you know uh i think it's it's um it's still uh it's still very um yeah it's it's still very big scene in, in gothenburg uh, the gothenburg uh, uh, metal scene is, is there's still a lot of great new bands uh, coming up all the time you know um
0: yeah okay yeah, that's kind of silly though to say that, you know, you guys aren't original because let's let's look at metal and hard rock music. When was the last time that something completely original came out, you know?
1: After after the Beatles and Rolling Stones there was and Led Zeppelin maybe There was nothing left to do without copying something, you know.
0: Right. Right. And I mean at the end of the day if music entertains you if it catches you if it makes you sing if it gets stuck in your head i think you've accomplished the job you're trying to do exactly but exactly that's that's how we
1: we see it you know uh just like you said
0: yeah awesome um i have two questions from a fan that had um submitted them he wasn't sure if he was going to make it so um you actually talked about some festival dates being canceled. He mentioned that uh, a tour was recently canceled, and if there was any information about the tour being um, rescheduled. Uh,
1: no, unfortunately, not not this tour. It was um, we were supposed to go out uh, on on November thirteenth uh, um, and tour for two weeks with um, a support for Rage uh, and. Bonded was also suppo- supposed to be on the tour. Uh, most of the tour was cancelled, but Rage will still do some of the dates on their own. Okay. Uh, they decided to do that, um, but we we couldn't financially defend going out on on this tour because it's everything is so uncertain still here in Europe. Uh, right. There are restrictions in some countries still that that makes it hard to to attract people to to the shows and and uh yeah a band band like us uh we we live on on the merchandise sales it costs us so much money to go out on tour that Mm -hmm. we 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 need to have some kind of guarantee that we will get some of the money back at least uh by selling merch after the shows Mm uh and and yeah and and this wasn't the case you know we asked our booking agency how the ticket sales had been and and they said that people people are now getting used to uh shows being postponed uh all the time so people they don't buy the tickets until they know that it's 100% sure that the show right. will happen you know so mm-hmm. the presale is almost zero on on every tour now uh, and therefore yeah, we don't know how many people will actually show up at the shows. Uh, um for for rage uh, sake, I hope that it will be um uh, the 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 venues will be full, but but we 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 felt that the financial risk was uh, way too big for us to take because if it will be a financial disaster for us this tour, mm-hmm. it will affect our our possibility to do more tours um next year and stuff uh, so we thought that uh we can't come along to, to those few dates or are still left of the tour uh mm-hmm. we will uh, look at i will have a meeting with our booking agency on uh, on friday to discuss um, other options uh, for next year so, yeah, it was, uh, we were looking forward to this, um, uh, especially since the album will be out um, around then uh, right. and we, we want to come out and, and support the album and, and meet people. You know, it's, it's been nearly two years since we played our last show. It was on, on the Sabaton cruise in, in December uh, 2019. So soon, it's it's two years, you know, it's crazy. So so we were looking forward so much to this, but um, as as it came closer to to the date and the, to the tour, uh, and things were not looking that good, uh, yeah, um, and that it then finally decided to to cancel uh, uh, most part of the tour. So right, yeah, but it's it's. Uh, yeah, it's the way that it is right now. You know, it's you see uh, canceled and postponed uh, shows and tours all the time. Uh, there are some tours happening in Europe, but but uh, I think maybe half or or may more uh, are getting uh, postponed or canceled. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, I had I'm um, I'm actually in Spain. So a few years ago, I interviewed somebody from Danzig. I think it was the guitarist, Tommy Victor, and he mentioned this is before the pandemic that Mm. they canceled dates in Spain because uh, they were in Paris. There was very few people that had purchased tickets Mm. uh, to the shows and they weighed how much it would cost to drive from Paris to Madrid and said they would actually lose money just fueling the bus. Um, and decided just to cancel the, the dates because of that. And that's without the pandemic and everything else mm-hmm. to where, you know, a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of money involved to get you guys from Sweden to other parts of, of Europe. I mean, it's just so people understand, you know, if you're abandoned New York and you have to do a tour in Texas, you know, where you're driving 20 something hours to get there, you lose a lot of money on the way to get there. And if, like you're saying, if the merch sales are good, well, then you can say, okay, well, this makes sense to us. But if the pre-sale isn't that good, and you're not sure if you're going to be able to sell merch because of that, it doesn't make sense to, you know, do something that may permanently damage the band. Yeah, and and
1: that's how how we, we, um, when we discuss these things, we always... We say that we, we we need to think what's what's best for the band we need to see this as, as a company you know and what's best for the band uh, and and uh, maybe some someday in the future if is some some somebody in the band can't come along on a tour for one or many reasons you know then we must think what's, what's best for the band is it best for the band to do this tour and then we have to find a replacer for, for that tour, you know. So, so yeah. that's how how we see it. And and if we can't motivate uh, and and say that it's best for for the band to go on on a certain tour, then yeah, it's. Uh... But it, it was a tough decision uh, this time as well. Uh, well, when when most of the shows got canceled, it was it wasn't our decision. But but uh, nevertheless. Um, yeah you know we've been looking forward and we know that many people had have been looking forward to to see us uh, people have commented on 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 social media and stuff that they are yeah of obviously disappointed that they were looking forward to see us and and now um but uh, our main goal now is is uh, to to look for for options and and uh, because we want to play as much live as possible because recording albums have never been the main thing for us you know it's 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 a must to get to get out on 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 tour and and uh uh, now when when the album's finished and we have it uh, and we can listen to it and you know you're you're proud and and satisfied with with the product but but uh now comes the fun part you know Uh, to go out and meet people and play you know that's what we all in in for so uh therefore it's 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 uh yeah it's so um but but it's also what people often don't know is that when you when you uh, travel around and tour uh, as a supporting act you know you Mm -hmm. often don't get paid but you you have to be part and 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 pay for for the cost for for the nightliner and and you know you have maybe sound tech and and the light tech and you have stage crew and and all these people around you know and you 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 have to pay your part for that, uh, which is uh, perfectly reasonable. Um, so so um, each day you have a, a couple of hundred euros in in costs. Uh, no matter if if it only turns up one people at the show or if if it thousand people, it it, it doesn't doesn't matter. You have the same cost. Right. Uh, and also on top of that, on some tours you also have to to pay a, a buy on. As, right. as a supporting act, and and the buy on is, is is just a fee, you know. You don't get much for it. Uh, you only get to, to be a part of the tour, and then uh, on top of that, you have to pay for for, for traveling and and uh, stuff. So, yeah, it's it's uh, expensive, but uh, as we said, we, we're not in it for for the money mainly. You know, we have our day jobs. Uh, so so this is. Uh, um this is uh, this is our hobby and and uh, who makes money out of their hobby uh, not many so so but but we we it must have must be some kind of of uh, it must be reasonable mm-hmm. we can't have a, a cost of uh, uh, maybe uh yeah uh, 6000 euro 6000 dollars uh and and have no merch sales and stuff no money back because it will drain our drain our economy in the band you know uh so um but uh yeah it's uh, and and it's even worse when when you go to uh, like USA and and uh, because then you have uh, a cost for the visas um uh, i don't know how it be now in the uk after brexit but uh, i guess uh, it will be some some additional costs to to go there uh, in the future right um yeah uh, but as long as it makes sense some kind of sense uh we don't as as long as we reach some kind of level of break even we're fine we're we're prepared to 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 do it because uh you know it gives so much more back for us uh, when it comes to uh memories you know Uh, uh memories for life like we say at each time we meet in the band, you know, we are sitting and, and talking about all these memories. I right, can you remember when we almost forgot Henrik in, in Belgium and, we, and the bus drove away, and you know, we are talking about these things, and, and, and we say that, hey, we need, to, we need to refill with more memory memories. It doesn't have to stop here. You, we need to refill. So I would say that that's what we're in it for, you know, to, to, to play music and, and, and uh, to, to fill this bank of memories with more great memories, you know. So, uh, so as long as, as uh, the financial part, uh, yeah, as long as, as it works and it doesn't drain uh, our, our purse, uh, then uh, we're in for it.
0: Cool. Um... You brought up the UK. One of my listeners, Jeremy Weltman, is in Manchester in the UK. Uh, He asked if there were any chances of you guys playing any festivals in the UK next year.
1: I don't know. Right now, uh, there's nothing booked. I know that our booking agencies, they're working hard to to get us on the rooster on on many festivals. But uh, unfortunately, it's... it's, uh, the pandemic has has caused many festivals to just postpone their lineups, you know so right. the lineups which were supposed to be 2020 were postponed to this year, and mm-hmm. some of them have postponed them to, to next year. so so many of the festivals the lineups are already filled so uh, yeah, our booking agency keeps on telling us that that it's hard right now because many festivals they they don't have uh, any place for for another band so um so i don't know i hope we get to 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 play at the festival or do a tour in in uk because it was um uh, a great experience when we were there uh the first and only time we've been there was uh, with our tour we did with firewind and okay. we had no expectations at all because we had never been there, so we didn't know how the audience was and and how many people who come out in the middle of a week to to see a metal show. But it was great. It was a great experience. I would say uh, we were overwhelmed, uh, and and the feedback from 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 the audience was was great. So so I surely hope that we we get to play there soon again. Uh, uh, if not on a festival, then maybe on a on a tour, some couple of shows.
0: Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. And once the album does come out, once Armageddon comes out in December, where should people go to purchase the album? I know that a lot of people are, or a lot of bands are pushing their fans to go to like band camp or things like that because it makes them the most amount of money. Um, Is there any preferred spot that you want people to go to, to, to purchase the album so that it does help you guys out the most or does it not matter?
1: Yeah, to, to help us the most, uh, of course. If you buy it from, from uh, if you buy it online on, on Amazon or EMP or whatever, you know, uh, it gets registered and uh, we have the chance to come into the charts. But right. uh, uh, financially, it it uh, makes most sense for us if people go to our um, our official web shop. Okay. Uh, it can be found at uh, manimal.se. Uh, we have our own shop there with merchandise, and you can pre-order the album there. And what we can offer, which uh, nobody else could uh, can, is that we we can offer you to have it signed by us, right. and and you are buying directly from us there. So so if you want to to support us, uh, that's the way to go. Uh, but just by buying the album anywhere, support us in a way, you know. So, so we are we are we are obviously very humble and, and uh, thankful for each and every sold uh, copy of the album, uh, no matter where you buy it, you know. But if you want to buy it directly from us and or even have want to have it signed or or want to have buy a T-shirt, uh, you can um, buy it directly from us at
0: manimal.se. So you mean you guys aren't offering all the shipping headaches that someone like EMP offers? <laughs> well,
1: uh I I I have had some um, good good experience with, with just shipping it uh with regular post. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the backside of it is that it's not traceable, but right. uh the, the good side of it is uh that it it's um uh i have never uh till this day experienced that it get gets stuck in in customs uh okay. yeah because I, I think it it looks more or less like uh a, a, a package sent to uh an aunt or something you know it it looks oh like a gift uh <laughs> when we send it uh we don't uh, put on any logos on the outside mm-hmm. or any um any uh, packing lists or anything it it looks more or less like like a gift and i so i think that is the reason why, why it uh, doesn't get stuck in customs so so maybe it, it, we are more fortunate when it comes to to shipping around the world i don't know because uh, until this day uh, we have it, no package has gone missing and people have received it uh, within reasonable time you know um but uh, let's see you know we have a lot of pre-orders now for um, for the album and on t-shirts and stuff we, which we will ship in in um in the uh, end of of november and hopefully people will have it until december 3rd uh okay. yeah
0: yeah i bring this up because i ordered a vinyl earlier this year and instead of receiving the vinyl from emp i received a pair of women's shorts oh. <laughs> <laughs> did they <I> fit <laughs> uh they were like a, a size eight or something and unfortunately uh my waist is probably like five times bigger okay so, uh, it, it, it was not an option but you had uh, n- no use for them <laughs> no and it was funny because i got what do you mean what's wrong with the order i said well i ordered this vinyl and i got woman shorts instead kind of you know i wouldn't swap one for the other and the funny thing was, I said, well, can you mail this to that person? And they mail me the vinyl back. And they said, well, usually they end up keeping the vinyl. I said, oh, so this is a frequent occurrence that, you know, you already know that chances are they're going to keep the, the vinyl that they didn't order to begin with. Oh, that's Interesting.
1: Yeah, it, our our uh, the way we work with our web shop is very much hands on, you know. Uh no automated um, um procedures or anything. So so it's it's yeah, it's obviously a risk. It hasn't happened uh until now, but but uh, who knows? Maybe we have uh, no women's shorts to send though, but okay. but uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. <laughs> no, but we have a, a for for the 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 hardcore fans. We have uh, put together um, ultimate Armageddon fan pack, uh, okay, which is uh, uh, the vinyl and the CD, uh, a T-shirt, uh, a signed band photo, and a patch. Yeah, I think that is all. Okay, and um, and we found I, I looked at different because I you know. We asked our label whether they wanted to to um, do some kind of of box set or something, but right. uh, they were not sure about it. You know, uh, they know that we we don't sell millions of records, so so I think they were a bit uh, scared that it, w- it wouldn't sell. So so we thought that hey, hell yeah, we we will do it ourselves. You know, but uh, we wanted this cool box with with printed logo and stuff on it so it looked exclusive but i i realized that if you want to do these boxes you know they will cost you a fortune if you don't make right. them in in thousands of copies you know mm-hmm. so uh, what we ended up with it's is a pe- pizza uh, box <laughs> 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 yeah and we got that tip from snowy shaw actually he said that yeah, the best and the cheapest way to, to send a vinyl is in a pizza box. So he does it all the time from, from his uh, web shop. And, <laughs> and we thought that if we can't get an exclusive box, then we will get the the, simp, the, 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 the most simple box we can, uh, c- can get. Mm-hmm. And instead, we will do that like this. Uh, we will um, have them numbered. Um, and we will have them signed maybe we we we're talking about maybe a little personal message uh, unique for for each box and and um, we will probably paint um, our logo on on the top so it it would be nothing fancy but it it would be exclusive for sure it would be
0: cool that's awesome um you just mentioned the website is that the best place for people to go to keep up with the band yeah, um, I think so, because from there you can
1: click uh, further to, to Facebook. But yeah, it's easy. Um, on Facebook, we are Manimal Official. On Instagram, we are Manimal Official. And also on YouTube. So, so it's easy. If you, if you can remember Manimal.se and Manimal Official, then uh, I think you're, you're set.
0: Cool. Samuel, I appreciate your time. It was very fun to talk to you. Uh, Armageddon sounds great. I'm not saying that just because I have you on. I listened to the album a few times today, and I really enjoyed it. And the second that I heard Burn in Hell, I was like, whoa. It, It really caught my attention. So I've been waiting to hear the entire album for a while. And like I said, I've been posting all the videos you guys have been releasing. And we've been getting a great reaction from... The people that I have in my Patreon group, so I can't oh, wait for okay. them to come out and for other people to hear it as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, I want to thank you for for taking your time and, and giving us the exposure. You know, it's it's guys like you we need to to make people aware of, of of the band and of our music because we know we we believe that there is so much more commercial potential to to our music than right. than what uh, what the uh, stream and sales numbers are are telling because mm. if i if only i think if only people knew about our music i think that there will be many more uh, manimal fans out there uh, because yeah i think the potential we have only scraped the surface of of the potential of of uh, manimal in our music so so therefore guys like you are very important uh, to spread the word and and so and for therefore we We thank you for giving us the exposure.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Anytime you want to come back and discuss the band more, discuss anything music related, you're more than welcome to do so. Anytime. Awesome. Thanks for your time. I know it is late. It's almost midnight for me as well. So um, again, I will make sure that everyone knows uh, when the album comes out. And hopefully I get to chat with you again in the future. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. All right. Thank you, sir. Awesome. That was my interview with Sam Nyman from the band Manimal. I am not blowing smoke up anyone's ass. The album sounds great. I've seen a lot of other podcasters who've gotten a chance to listen to the album say that this is potentially their album of the year. So just remember that I know that a lot of sites when December rolls around, don't tend to talk about new albums because they feel that the year is over already. But when this album comes out in December, check it out and check out the videos that are there. If you're not part of my Patreon, go to YouTube and check the songs out or they are on streaming services already. And I think you guys will enjoy it. Again, if you're remotely a fan of Priest, if you like the KK's Priest that came out recently, if you're a fan of Queensryche, King Diamond, Um, Samuel mentioned uh, Halloween as well if you're a fan of any of these bands give the album a shot I don't think you'll be disappointed so that is it guys thank you for joining me for a special Wednesday edition of the show we will be back on Friday this week with uh, Drew Fortier to talk about uh, The Lucid and uh, the album that they just released a week ago that was the band that I alluded to releasing their album in April Really cool album. Isn't exactly straight-up metal, but it's really some some really cool hard rock um, that I think uh, a lot of people will enjoy as well. That show will take place at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. in the U.K., and 11, or excuse me, 11 in the U.K. I'm reading today's notes. <laughs> and midnight, for those of you like myself in Europe, midnight Friday going into Saturday. So uh, that is that. Thanks, guys, for joining me tonight, and we will see you in two days. Thank you for listening to the
1: Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show.